how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to the Creative Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. Over the past 200-plus episodes, I've had the good fortune of speaking with dozens of screenwriters, actors, and directors, such as Aaron Sorkin, Mel Brooks, Carrie Fukunaga, Whitney Cummings, Michael Imperioli, and William Monaghan, among others. We've dissected ideas on story, character, filmmaking, habits, and various principles for creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also find several of these interviews on the Creative Screenwriting Magazine website, in addition to some that aren't available in audio, such as with Nick Kroll or Stephen Merchant. In addition to the podcast, also make sure to search for the new video essay series on YouTube, also called Creative Principles, where we take a deep dive into movies and television. Join millions of viewers for subjects like the 16 personalities expressed as characters, Did Home Alone, Rowan John Hughes' Career, The Greatest Movie Never Made, and How Jackie Chan Creates Perfection Through Failure, among many more. That's Creative Principles on YouTube. Now let's talk about Anthony Jurgen. A product of the Spielberg era, Jurgen directed shorts like The End, Trained, and Immersion before he stumbled across a script called Inherit the Viper. As a European, he wasn't familiar with the opioid crisis in America, but he saw a universal connection with the story. Andrew Crabtree's script for Inherit the Viper is a crime thriller about three siblings in the Appalachian Mountains who get by as local opioid dealers. Somewhat forced into this family business, the kids try not to get lost in the spiral of violence from the business. This is essentially the debut film for the screenwriter and director. The movie stars Josh Hartnett, Bruce Dern, Owen Teague, Margarita Labia, and Chandler Riggs. In this interview, Jurgen discusses his jump from shorts to a full feature, what attracted him to the story for Viper, how large crews mean compromise, why we romanticize films in the first place, and why he shoots in a more traditional manner. Again, if you enjoyed this interview, join millions of viewers for the new video essay series, also called Creative Principles, on YouTube. Well, I, I think I, I always had, uh, always had a, a love for cinema, and... Um, and it's kind of, I started like making short films when I was super, super young as a, as a kid, really. And uh, at some point, it kind of felt quite natural to, uh, to make it uh, a profession and uh, like going to film school and, uh, and trying to, uh, to make a living out of it. What were some of your early influences or what genres were you interested in um, early on? It's a good question. I think I was always more attracted to genre film, especially, I'd say, adventure film and, uh, and sci-fi. And, um, yeah, I think I grew up a uh, little bit uh, in the, uh, the, the Spielberg era and those, like, big movie spectacles were the things that really got me excited about, about making movies, I guess. Tell me a little bit, how did you get kind of involved with Inherit the Viper? 
Well, I um, I was looking, I was re- doing a lot of, of script coverage at the time uh, as a job, and uh, and I had access to a lot of scripts in general, and I was reading them on the side, and uh, what really caught my eye with the Inherit the Viper was really the subject matter, the epidemic, which we didn't hear much from uh, from Europe. Uh, like it wasn't something that we're quite aware of. And um, and uh, at the time, the writer was uh, traveling to Europe, so I uh, we, we we were able to to meet and uh, and everything uh, started from there. What were some of those early conversations like? Like, how did you kind of start to understand the basis of the story? I think the first thing that I did was like going online and reading everything that I could about the problematic and understanding where it was coming from, why, and uh, and um, and after that, I think what uh, Andrew did, the, the screenwriter did, which was quite clever, is to try to make uh, integrate this very timely uh, social matter uh, with the with the genre film, like you know, a thriller like this. So it was really about how can we. How can we keep this and make it uh, 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 an interesting movie and tell this story without uh, losing the, the the core of the of the story and the and and the political uh, issue he was trying to uh, to 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 make uh, more public, let's say. So this is kind of the first uh, full feature from both you guys. Um, Andrew is the writer and yourself as the director. How did you present this um, to kind of get this film made? How did it all, you know, put yourself in the right position to be the director for this script? So, so I've, I've, I was uh, like directing. I've, I've have had done a few short films at the time and a few TV commercials, um, and uh, and I've had done one in uh, in the states. Um, and and I think when I when I found the script, I just presented it to the people I was working with at the time and said, like, I think this is this is an interesting subject, this is an important subject to talk, to talk about. Um, and and I think it really found a lot of support to, uh, to, to tell the story. And what happened is just, I think, the, the weirdly enough, being a European, uh, developing the story uh, kind of helped me uh, like Simon uh, presents a, a different vision that was really interesting for the for the for the producers and for the financiers and uh, and they I guess they trusted me with the you know executing this uh, this vision and that's how I got I got the job. <laughs> what are some other benefits of making short? Did your shorts help you? You know, obviously they showcased you can execute and make the film. But did you also work on making stylized shorts to show them what your style might be like for a full feature? Yeah, absolutely. I think like the shorts are the best way to to um, to learn what uh, what you know you like, what you don't like, what your style is, and also, I th- and I, I don't think that's just shorts, but uh, in general there is always a, a disconnect between ideas and execution in the end. Uh, I guess that's that experience. That's what we, we define by experience. So um, to me, it was definitely I, I felt much more 
comfortable coming into inherit the viper um which i i was trying to do more as a uh, um less of a indie style feature film with a lot of handheld but more of a old school more more settled approach and that's something i actually experimented on uh with sorry and um and kind of try to refine uh with the shorts beforehand what was the biggest challenge for you moving from shorts to a full feature like what was the maybe something unexpected well <laughs> um i think the the, um, the the compromises well when you when you do a short film and you have limited means you also have a, a smaller smaller uh, crew and and if you want to make uh, artistic changes or like decisions on the fly it's a much much smaller ships to steer and uh, and when you ca- go into a beer production i thought i would have probably you know uh it would be easier to um, to to make things happen but it definitely isn't like you. Even with the best planning, you still have you still have you know to go with the roll with the punches, and uh, and it's not and it, it it's not easier. So yeah, I was expecting that to, to be to be uh, easier, and it wasn't for sure. You said you uh, read a lot of scripts before you found this one. Is there something else that stood out about the script? Was it the dialogue or action or just the, you know, that you could do it on maybe a smaller budget? Like, what were some of those things you were looking for with this script? Um, well, I, I think what really stood out was the authenticity of the of the script. Uh, it was really written by someone who actually lived, you know, in the Apache region that knew those people, that knew those places. And, and and it's like with any good story when you read it and it transports you um, uh, to to a place and it feels true and not like a, a, a cliche of another movie um, that that really that really this was the thing really um, and and, it's, and also Andrew has this quite poetic uh, writing style for of dialogues I think which is is is, is a stylized in its own right but feel quite naturalistic and lean when you read it. Um, so um, so that really made me want to explore the, this world. And obviously, you know, as, as a European, I think we're all very, we have a, a, we kind of romanticize a little bit the Americana. And, uh, and so it, it's like, it's, it's always really interesting if you can explore uh, that and, and, uh, and if you have a great story that that feels really uh, that that lives within that world, then obviously you wanna you wanna play. Can you tell me a little more about your process? You mentioned um, not wanting to go handheld and more traditional, but do you look at other films maybe shot in in this area, or um, what did you kind of do to prepare to to kind of visualize this film? Well, I, I, um, what I was once we we, we got there and started the uh, we shot in Alabama. So once we started uh, like we were on location, uh, prepping the movie, uh, what really uh, uh, was the revelation for me was that it felt really out of time. Uh, like it was not really affected by time, and I, I felt uh, like that that going for more seventy. Ease look like uh, you know taking of Pelham one two three, the, the original I would be something interesting to explore. You say like yes, we're, we're dealing with that period, and it's 
it's it's it's a current and modern uh, programmatic, but uh, it doesn't have to be like we can paint it in a little bit more of a nostalgic way. Um, and and you have like it's really this uh, style of dolly, a lot of on dolly studio uh, pan scan and track type of uh, of camera uh, work and 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 uh, and the language of movie. Um, that that really felt natural making a movie, and also because the the subject is so dire and not super uh, upbeat, uh, I felt that showing just miserable miserable people with these handheld kind of what we call it, uh, I guess kitchen kitchen sink, or or it's a bit of a, a poverty porn whatnot, really gonna help the story in any case. It would, it would be a little bit too exploitative, so trying to make it. A little bit more stylized, and, and uh, I wouldn't say glamorous, but just uh, uh, um, you know, uh, not even filmic. I, it was just a way to, I guess, uh, really uh, take a step away from the documentary approach. Do you have any advice for maybe some directors who have made a few shorts, but they're looking to make their first feature? Any, any advice you wish you had had, or anything you'd like to pass on? Well, I would say I would say uh, uh, really cultivate the network and uh, and uh, do as much as you can, like small uh, small shorts, web series, short form content. There is a lot of a lot of uh, way today to to create content and to show what you can do, and it, a lot of it doesn't require a lot of money. So it's just keep doing stuff. Yeah, really. And that is our show. Thanks again for tuning in. If it's your first time, make sure to hit that subscribe button on SoundCloud or iTunes. Also check out the new video essay series on YouTube called Creative Principles. And give us a review. That's one of the best ways to help share these interviews. Thanks again.